See what I got to go through, Ange? What you got to go through? <laughs> go through the Bible. Hold on. Damn, I'm too high. You see, I know he couldn't wait. Yo, what up, what up? Welcome to the Norm Park Podcast. Maybe he's rebellious, me. What's up, everybody? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Andrew's hype right oh. now. Oh, you got that Red Bull kicking? <laughs> it's only going to last for about five minutes. <laughs> it's going to be a good episode. Ah, oh, man. What's up, man? Whenever, whenever Andrew's hype, it's a good episode. Welcome to the Norm Park Show. Go ahead. There we go. Let's you do it twice. So Welcome nice. So nice we do it Noah twice. Part show. Yes, yes. <clears throat> What's up, y'all? Chilling. <laughs> this yeah. guy just did it. Exactly. I know. <laughs> you what? See, Who? You just hear me. <laughs> I did my throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, this, doing that. He said, don't do it. Yeah, this guy <laughs> it's just, just did it. It's going to happen throughout the whole episode. I told you. <laughs> don't do that. You'll be. Gotta let it roll. Oh, man. Yeah, so, how crazy. you guys doing? We good, we good. We're hanging in there, hanging in there. Yeah. Let's hear some stories, Ralph. Let me give you the story. <laughs> Come on, man. You got a story and people ain't hear a story in a minute, though. Oh, did I tell you the story about my neighbor? Let's hear. It, it was interesting to just see how God works. So um, my my neighbor, you know, going through some struggles, some health health issues, and, um, you know, got a chance to speak. They have a, a few dogs or whatever. And um, I wanted to just be able to, like, you know, have the Lord open doors for him to be able to share the gospel with it a little bit, you know. And it was interesting. So one more. Ralph, Ralph has a great voice, by the way. Uh, he has a great radio voice. Nah. <laughs> so I went. So I'm bringing my garbage in uh, early in the morning. And as I'm bringing my garbage pack, garbage back in, and I see their puppy, like just wandering around in the street, because they have like an electric fence, mm-hmm. and a lot of times when they have the collar, they like to prevent them from crossing the fence, right? And what ended up happening, I think either the battery wasn't working, or I don't know, it might might have malfunctioned, but the puppy escaped. So now I'm standing, and I'm like, the puppy's wandering, and like a weird, I just started praying, oh please let the puppy come into my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> You creep. <laughs> and I'm like, and the thing is, I'm beginning to pray, and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, that's so weird. Why would I pray? You know, you know. so I'm praying, come come into my driveway. Please, puppy, come into my driveway. And as I'm praying this, yo, the, the puppy was going, you know, towards, you know, back home. And then the puppy literally made a U-turn and walked across my grass wow. and came into my driveway. And then my daughter came out and started playing with the puppy. And now the owner had to come into my driveway to take the puppy. Mm. So when she came in to grab the puppy, then I was like, oh, you came to get your puppy? Yeah, you know, the puppy's here. Oh, my daughter's playing. They're like, oh, yeah, I know. Um, puppy's always escaping mm. uh, the electric fence. And I was like, oh, by the way, do you go to church? <laughs> do you know straight, Jesus? Straight to the point. Yo, because I don't know how. Savagery. Yo, I didn't know if she was going to just grab the puppy and bounce. So I, yo, I had five-minute window because mm. I was like, I prayed. The Lord opened this door for me. I had to take advantage, so I immediately jumped in. So I thought that that has to be the best way. And then conversation ended up going like in terms of, oh, well, you know, I used to go to church, you know, Catholic church, you know. So I asked her, you know, are you a believer? You know, she was like, well, I'll consider myself a disgruntled believer. All this stuff. I went through my health issues and all that. 
And I was like, wow. And I was like, well, this is the thing. And then she started talking about religion does this and all these things. So I just went to explain to her. I was like, yeah, this is the reason I don't like religion. You know, religion is all the things that you got to do and all the laws you have to keep and all this behavior modification, how I should speak, what I should wear, what I should do, what I should eat, you know, how I should approach people. And like, that doesn't work. You know, the only thing that works is having a true living relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, you have to be born again. You have to, from the inside. And then I, and I went into the, you know, use the Roman road in terms of going into the law, you know, do you lie? You know? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I lie too. And I went through the whole thing, you know, do you steal? Do you cheat? Went through it. And I was like, that's the problem. I was like, so what did Jesus do? Do you know? She was like, uh, I was like, well, you know, this is why he went to the cross. You know, he went to the cross and he paid this penalty that we deserve um, so that we don't have to go once we put our faith and trust in him. So, and I was like, and this, and and it was an actual legal transaction that happened that a lot of people don't understand. It's like the same way if someone commits a crime, steal things or whatever, and you stand before the judge and you tell the judge you're sorry. Yeah, the judge said, you better be sorry. Um, <laughs> you better not kill someone. You better not, you know, run the traffic light. Uh, but you're still going to have to pay the penalty. You still got to, you know, pay for your crimes. And then, but if someone comes in and actually pay, like, the speeding tickets for you, now the judge is legally bound to let the the offender go free, walk free, because it's been paid for. And that's why Christ said it is, you know, it is paid in full to Telestai. So that means now, legally bound now, God can, God the Father can let us go because Jesus paid the fine for us. So and I explained that to her, and she was like, "Hmm," and I and and I said the whole the biggest issue is that going through the suffering, you know, is this is why I serve Jesus because we don't have a God that is distant, that's throwing laws like a like a ruler, an angry God. He's a God that loves us and comes into our world, and He suffered with us. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that's the thing is that He actually suffered with us, and not only did He suffer with us, but He went to the cross for us. Mm. So, and I was like, yeah, you could be going through this, but once you put your faith in Jesus, he will be with you through this, you know? And like, and, she, and yo, she just looked at me and said, yo, thank you for that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just given that perspective that we don't have this distant God that we can't connect, it, connect with, but we have a God that will come into our world and walk with us and struggle with us and suffer with us mm. and to carry us through so that, you know, give us that hope and that faith that we need in this life, you know? That's dope. I, I love the obedience that the puppy had to the Lord. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the leading of the spirit. The puppy was like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to make a U-turn. Here. That's the only thing I heard. <laughs> Ralph, Yo, that's, that's, that's the gospel, raw nice. and uncut. Ralph is the dog whisperer. <laughs> that's all I heard. Yeah, but that that is the gospel. Like that mm. that that um that breakdown was just crazy. It's, it's clear. Mm. And and how did you finish that off? You said we don't have a distant God. Right? Yeah. And we, how, go ahead. No, nah, just that we don't have a distant God that's not involved in the intricacies of our life. Mm-hmm. You know that He is here with us. He lives with us, and you know we can communicate with Him. And that He's just not some far distant Creator. Right. And most people just, if they, even if they believe in God, they just see him as a creator, mm-hmm. but not my Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. And this, this, that, that thought actually encap- encapsulates this chapter that we're going into in Genesis, the Lord being 
near, the mm -hmm. Lord being close. Yep. Right. And the character that we're reading about is Joseph. And, you know, we get the we get the view, right? The high view and able to see the providence of God, the sovereignty of God in his in his life, mm. right? And how that works out. So same God, right? Mm. Same God. But before we jump into thirty nine uh judah tomorrow we spoke about last week and you know before that we we read about joseph and his brothers and all the stuff that he went through you know the the division in the family the conflict and then ultimately you know the hatred and the sin he ended up uh, being sold to slavery and then you know the story kind of broke off into to Judah and Tamar, and again, even even in Judah's life, this was a a sanctifying moment, right? Mm. Where he he kind of went through something that um, changed him, right? Yeah, we saw the beginning of his life. He 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 left his household, he left the land of promise, he left his family, and then he assimilated with the Canaanites, right? Where the perennial enemies of Israel not at that time but right, it was always stay away from them because of the culture and the things that they were doing they were not good people mm. but he didn't follow that right but mm. so you know that that story was real interesting and and Tamar being faithful like we, we're seeing faith in her in that story um, any other thoughts on that before we jump into 39 mm. no that's pretty much it yeah i and i like the whole thing about what you said not being assimilated into the canaanite culture mm -hmm. and i think that was one of the pictures that god was showing us that if if he didn't do what he did what we're about to read about going into egypt that they would have fully been taken over by that culture right and they would have never and they would have been mixed mm. um and they would have never, you know, been able to become a nation. Mm -hmm. They just would have been absorbed by the Canaanites, you know. So, so the lore, the lore was powerful, right? Right. Because even before that, we ran, we read about uh, Dinah. Yes. In that situation, mm -hmm. so we're seeing an, an attraction and an allure to that culture, and the fact that. You know, God Himself would warn them specifically, like, "Yo, do not follow these people." I think it speaks a lot. Um, and I and I mentioned, I went into it last week when I was looking at it spiritually. Like, all right, is this, you know, we're speaking about the famine that's coming, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, the Lord having to do something to save to save this family because this family has a purpose so he's always intervening mm. and and the situations of mankind as universally right i believe god intervenes universally with his creation but specifically as we're following this story it's with this family and then i, I was like all right is this you know the enemy of this family is still there in the background, right? It's, it's not highlighted all the time in, in the text that we're reading, but is this coming, uh, you know, environmental issue, is it the work of the enemy? 
I think that was that was a question I, I kind of thought about last week, right? And the the famine, God, right? Is that from the enemy? Right, and God has to save them from that because He's always ten steps ahead. So that was just a question I brought up, and I think um, I actually saw the answer in the next couple of chapters. I don't know if we will get to it today, but let's get into thirty nine. Yeah. Um, let's let's read. We in there, baby. What you want me to read to? 39. Yeah, let's go from 1 to 6. 1 to 6, okay. All right. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. What, what sticks out to you in that section? God was with him. The Lord was with him. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that um, not only that the Lord was with him, showing you that uh, he made him prosper in all that he did. Yeah. So, so, right, we're reading about Joseph. So last we left him, he was in, in a messed up situation. Right? He, he was sold. You know, they wanted to kill him. He got, he didn't get killed. He was sold. So now he's away from home. He's alone. He's in a foreign land, right? And he's sold to Potiphar, which is mm-hmm. a high-ranking official, mm-hmm. right? If you, if you look at it like that, right? And then it opens up that the Lord was with Joseph. Um, and I also believe Joseph was with the Lord, mm. right? Despite his situation, despite these events, he maintained his relationship with God. Yeah. And all that, right? And, and yeah, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was gonna say that you, th- he didn't even like. We don't have nothing where he has an official encounter with God, like even before this. Like he has the dreams, but again, it's not it's not specific saying that it came from the Lord. I think I think I think he understood that. No, I think he understood that. But I'm talking about as far as the encounters of, let's say, his forefathers. You know, Jacob had these encounters. Um, Abraham had encounters, Isaac, but with Joseph, it don't, like you don't, a, you don't see a specific, like a Christophany. Or yeah. Like there's nothing where, you know, he sees something specific where it's like, this is from the Lord, but it's clear that the Lord was with him. Like and it never says like Joseph inquired of the Lord, like that type of thing. I don't see either, you know? 
but the thing, you know, no, he knew he knew there was things coming from the Lord, like when it's time to interpret the dreams. But I'm just saying, as far as encounters, you know, I don't, see, I didn't see nothing. But I think the whole thing with him receiving those dreams, yeah, that was he knew that that was directly from the Lord, and I think from his relationship with 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 Israel, with Jacob, you know, being a changed man and him being so close to his father, and I think he had that personal encounter through that. You know, I mean, it doesn't say, but I think and we have to assume. And that's what I'm saying. We're assuming, but, but yeah, yeah, it don't yeah. say it specific. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? It's like, right. and we're seeing it because the, the, the scripture is telling you, you know, the Lord was right. with Joseph. Right. It's not like the Lord, what he didn't know the Lord and he didn't have a relationship. But right. as far as, you know, like how we read with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, we don't, yeah, we don't, it was yeah, obvious. We don't see that. Yeah. yeah, just like, which one? David. Like, you, you know, it tells you that you, he was a man, you know, some dwelling with the sheep. He was taking care of the sheep. Mm. And, but there was never like, and he wrote all these songs because he, was, he had this relationship with God. You know, so I think we're, we're so, going towards. Yeah. The only reason I'm saying that is because I think that's the journey of most Christians. Mm. Like, you're not going to have these on the high top moments, mm. you know, where you, you, you're going to get direct contact with the Lord. But. It doesn't mean that the Lord is not with you. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean you don't have a relationship with the Lord. It doesn't mean that you don't see God working. Mm -hmm. But, but uh, a lot of people be wanting these, you know, right. they, they want these, these, right, supernatural they, these supernatural encounters. encounters. So now you're, you're boxing it to be a certain way. Like the right. Lord could meet you in different ways. Right. right? So I, I equate the dreams that he received and him knowing because Listen, the Lord is going to make himself known, right? Mm -hmm. And the way those dreams affected him, I believe that that's him receiving the word of God. Yes, And I him agree. sharing the word of God. And, you know, obviously we saw what happened, but that, and, and another question is like, you know, the Lord was with him, but he was also with the Lord. Right. Right? And I believe as we read we're going to continue reading, and we're going to see how that, we still saw the fruits of that, the fruit of his relationship with God um, was able to help him navigate certain situations, was able to help, help him um, just deal with his situation, right? Because remember, this guy was sold into slavery. He is a slave now. Right. How do you deal with that? And that's why that's why I feel like his situation is so unique because it was compared to everybody else, it was total opposite. But it's constant reminder that the Lord was with him because his life was a total opposite from what I I I should say that you know Christians is wanting to see, you know, you wanting to see all these signs, you wanting to see all these wonders, but sometimes yeah, a life is the total opposite of that. And you have to have faith that the Lord is constantly with you because the things that this man went through. So um, we read that even, even the Egyptian recognized that the Lord was with him. How do you think the Egyptian yeah. recognized that? That it was that God. Do you think, do you think that the, the, the uh, Potiphar knew that it was... The God, like, was he, did he understand the God of Israel? Like, I, I think he saw his religious convictions. Mm -hmm. Like, you're a man of faith, right? Mm -hmm. And you move in that faith, right? Mm -hmm. So now this guy 
um, he's seeing his integrity, he's seeing his loyalty, and he's seeing all of these things, and it's because of your faith. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's how Potiphar recognized, like, yo, the, the Lord is with you, and the way you move is, is like, wow. And that's why that saying that some people say that some, you will be the only Bible that some people read. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mm-hmm. see that here, because how he's living his life. He's being a light. He's being an example of, of his, the God that he serves. Mm-hmm. And I think it's obvious to, to his boss, you know, that this guy spends time with God. This guy has a relationship with yeah. God. He's a slave, yet he's working for me in ways that no one else ever worked for me. You know, and, and that, that makes me feel guilty, like, at work when you complain. Right. You know, like, oh, I'm having a, a rough day. I don't want to be here. But are you working as if you're working onto the Lord? And it was clear that, that right. he was. Right. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that they had, they believed in multiple gods. They, yeah, they were polytheistic. Right. So they did believe, they were not like atheists, right? So they believed that there was, there were gods, you know. but like over 200 gods. Right. So the thing is that this dude over here, though, the way he's behaving, his God is making him prosper because everything we give him works out well. So that's how they, you know, that was their thought. Like, if you, you know, do well, that means your God is, you know, showing you favor. Mm-hmm. So that's how they're seeing it on this, you know, very low level in terms of like, okay, we're seeing all this favor being given to him because of like what you said, because of his integrity, because of his honesty, because mm-hmm. he's hardworking, because of all these things. So he clearly sees it. And that's a great point, what you said. Like, do we, <laughs> yeah. do we, are we exemplifiers of that at our workplaces yeah. or in our neighborhoods or in school or in these other, you know, can people see mm-hmm. that the Lord is with us? Mm-hmm. But if I, And I won't even compare it to that. I think that's doing it a disservice. Mm, why? If we compare, because his circumstance, I'm looking yeah. at his okay. circumstance. Yeah. Though, it was slavery. Yeah. Right, and we're seeing that God is above that. Right, mm, God is yeah. above the circumstances, yeah. and in His circumstances, his, He still maintained His His relationship, mm-hmm. and God would, was with Him, and within His circumstance, He achieved success because of that. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we could talk about our jobs. Hey, yeah, yeah, right, right. We 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 go to work, we get paid. Right, <laughs> it's not slavery. <laughs> this guy was in slavery. Right. So, so I would compare that to somebody being in dire, a dire circumstance, being mm. alone. Um, you have no freedom. You have no say. So now are you able to still um, exhibit, you know, godly characters, mm-hmm. godly characteristics? Are you able to be loyal to your slave master? Right. Right. Are you able to be honest? Are you able to be forthcoming? Are you able to be disciplined? And that's what Joseph exhibited. And, you know, um, Potiphar connected that to his faith. He was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, the Lord is with this guy. And you know what? And the thing, though, saying that from the last episode, how we really pushed that whole him being entitled and being entitled, I think we got to step back in terms of like, because there is, uh, there were no negative comments we did say like the bad reporting things you know it was always in a negative connotation Mm -hmm. but the things that um joseph exhibited as you said this integrity and honesty because of his direct relationship with the lord and i think him receiving those dreams although he it seemed like he was being a tattletale like oh oh look at my dreams like you know what i'm saying being like not having certain level of wisdom Mm -hmm. but you have to 
reveal these dreams to someone so that when it does come to pass, they know that God is real. Like he couldn't just keep it to himself. He had to reveal it so that when it comes to pass, you're like, you see, God is real. You know? So, so now, based on this relationship, what else happens? Now Potiphar is getting blessed. Mm. Right? And we go back to, you know, Genesis chapter 12 and 3. Right? The promise to Abraham. You know, through you, I'm going to bless everybody else. Mm. So now we're seeing a, 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 you know, a micro version of that where we have a man that's maintaining his relationship with God despite, of, despite the circumstances, despite the environmentals. And because of that, you know, the nations are being blessed or people around him are being blessed. So now Potiphar is at a point where he's like, yo, you're over everything in my house. The only thing you're not over is the private matters. Mm-hmm. Right? But you, you control. You have full control, full transparency of everything. So now this guy could relax. Mm-hmm. So now you're seeing the level of trust. This guy's is, again, this guy's a slave. And you, you know what I'm saying? And now you're seeing this relationship being established. And not only is the Lord blessing Joseph, Potiphar is being blessed. And his household is being blessed. Yeah. Right? And it says also Joseph was handsome in forming of parents. Mm-hmm. Just, um, you thinking the physical beauty is a curse? Like how you was mentioning, every time appearance is mentioned, it was like something negative would come, you know, after that. So would you just think if somebody hits the genetic lottery and they're beautiful, <laughs> is that really a curse? I mean, I don't feel cursed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? Because I, I remember you saying that. I, well, for, for this one specifically, I... And you also mentioned that it doesn't, you know, the word usually don't describe men. Right. So this might be the first time mm-hmm. where explicitly it's saying this guy was handsome. This guy right? was handsome. This guy looked good, probably, you know, right. whatever. But in this instance, it kind of gives you the understanding of what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, the, the, the placing of him being a good-looking man mm-hmm. makes you understand what What's happens about afterwards. Happen. So let's, let's read from uh, up to uh, 10. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, my master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? You said 10 to? Yeah, 10, 10. So it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. Mm -hmm. So that kind of explains her behavior. Right, this is, he was a he was a you know a, a, a strapping young chap. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, but right? I have I also I came across this thing in a commentary that was interesting too. Her husband Potiphar, he was basically like 
the head of the CIA, right? Of, of the security for this for Pharaoh. And apparently, they would sometimes make those dudes eunuchs so that they could yes. only be completely uh, for Pharaoh and not obviously mess with his wives or anything like that. So if that is the case, then he's not sexually active with his wife. And his wife is walking around with some crazy needs. So, I mean, that that it was interesting to, to read that because we don't know for sure if that was the case. But mm-hmm. if you got some, if, if you're not intimate, like the word tells you, man, you got to be intimate with your spouse, you know, only for a short amount of time or whatever. But yeah, so I don't know. Mm. Obviously... He was a good-looking dude, but I'm just saying, bro. Can yeah. you can you imagine? Yeah, I'm just bringing yo, it out. Yo, and stay marketing. I, I like your hustle, dog. <laughs> I'm marketing for y'all. I'm, I'm marketing it. for the for the married dudes. You know what I'm saying? So let yo. me ask you a question. When he when he says so, because everything that he 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 wasn't left in charge of was the food, but over here he says the wife. Why do you think he wasn't in charge over the food? Do you think it was a? Because we see that there's there's a trust thing. Mm-hmm. Like he did trust them. He said he gave them trust over everything except the food. Do you think it was the whole? Nah, you're I a foreigner. I don't know if you could poison me. The yeah, and I looked that up too because it's weird. But because the, it, I, it was kind of like that. a saying for private matters. Oh, okay. So it's not literally food, but it's, it was kind of like a saying. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm in charge of everything except the, his private things. Okay. Where in yeah. verse six? Verse six. Yeah, the food. The Thus he food. left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he did not know what he had except. I feel like it's basically saying the only thing that he worried about was the food that he ate on a yeah. daily basis because that's yeah. all he saw. He didn't see anything else in his bank account. Right. He didn't care about it because he knew that Joseph was taking care of it. So that's what I get from that saying. Yeah, that's kind of like how I I see it yeah. as well. That yo, I take care of my food. Like this is thing I go. I have to go to the fridge. Like yeah, I, I gotta eat. I gotta so eat. So I'm gonna feed myself. Was food okay. right? That's the way I kind of like saw it. Mm-hmm. So the word doesn't honor her with a name. She's Potiphar's wife. Nobody's gonna know your name. Um. So what else? What else? What, what do you guys? What, what's happening over here? She's pressing him to lay with him day by day. Mm. So so, you know her. The lie with me, is it's not about marriage it's mm. it's brutish lust that's how she's coming at him right right it's just yo let's smash nothing emotional it's just brutish it's um lust driven mm-hmm. right and we kind of understand because of his his appearance mm-hmm. right so him incited this lust in her mm-hmm. so she's putting pressure on him every day yeah, and and the and the the crazy thing is that with this pressure, we just finished reading how the prosperity he had, and now you come into this point where, hey, I'm in a great position, I got, I'm in control of you know my masters, all of his belongings, all of his finances, you know the power's in my hand, and now his his wife comes up, it's very easy, he could be in a position where it's like, yo. I could move up even higher, you know what I'm saying? Because she has the ear of the master. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or so, even take him out. Or take him out. It could be a, a move to, you know, because we didn't we see the same thing with, um who was it, with Judah? Or one of the sons who slept with the, 
I think he slept Ruben. with Ruben. Ruben. Yeah, Ruben, yeah, Ruben who, who slept. But how much leverage does he have? You're a slave. Yeah, yeah, you're a slave, right. Yeah, I don't you, think you, he, you take out He's already with at that. Yeah. Pharaoh's going to be like, well, you just limit. took out my guy? Yeah. Yo, hang on. <laughs> but <laughs> but the temptation is, you know. So we see temptation. The temptation. Right? So now it could be a situation where, yo, everything is going good, and then this thing pops up in front of you. Mm-hmm. Right. It could be a little smash. Yeah. Nobody will know. Right. Right? But what I like about um, Joseph, his reaction was quick. Yeah. Right? His, but he was able to explain exactly why. He was able to understand. Right? And, and as, you know, people of God, as Christians, we should be able to uh, explain, you know, when that temptation comes. You know, like, let's say you, you're in a situation where you get temp- tempted. And it might be a knee-jerk reaction where you're like, yo, and you... And you leave, but you don't really understand right. why. And later on, you could have been like, "Damn, I, I could have." But he didn't. He didn't do that. His his reaction was quick, but then he was able to explain exactly mm-hmm. and rationalize exactly why he did what. He, why he's not gonna do that? Yeah, but it it was a period of time. You know, she was pressing him. She was pressing him. She was pressing him. So it wasn't a situation where it happened once. You know, right, she but was, I, she was I, constantly on him. So I know. look at it. I look at it like, oh, you, you, like in in verse seven, right? She was giving them the wonton eyes for a minute. Right, the hung, the hungry eyes. Right, that's what I'm saying. He peeped all of that. So he saw it. Mm-hmm. Right, he probably felt the vibe. But then one day, she just came out and said it, mm-hmm. like, "Yo, let's let's do it." Yeah. And he already had the answer. He was yeah. like, "Yo, listen, I'm not gonna abuse the trust and the gratitude." Right. Of your husband, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna violate this marriage between you know the the marriage between you and the husband. I'm not gonna violate that. Right. And then finally, right. he said, "I'm not gonna sin against the Lord." But right. that, that's the dope part is that he 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 talked about the husband, the husband, the husband, the husband. But when it came to who he was sinning against, right. it was God. Right. You know, and that's the priority. Like when you get into a relationship with 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 someone, if God is at the center, you know, I'm not worried about committing a, a, adultery against my wife, I'm worried about sinning against God. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important, you know, to be equally yoked. So you got two people on that same wavelength. Like, it's God first and then everybody else. And I think yeah. that that's so dope. Yeah, because um, cause the that's interesting because, you see, we've seen the two laws being placed where, where Jesus told us, right? Love God and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. So it's like he shows that I love God because this is a great sin. This is a great wickedness against God. And then what? Love your neighbor because I do not want to offend my master. And just like Marcus was saying, in terms of like he's showing lack of trust. Like yo, yo, this dude like the I was able to prosper. You know, made him prosper. So that's showing a lack of trust. That's being untrustworthy, right? And then, like you said, unfaithful to your wife, right? And then um, that's also wickedness. And then he talks about like yo, look at all this thing that he's blessed with, being like you said, ungrateful. So these are all the things. So you see that. He, he was able to refuse on a base of intellect and will. He had that completely because it was already predetermined in his heart. It was already set in stone that right. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do this. And that's the problem with when temptation comes. A lot of people, like especially if people are living on the edge, because a lot of people want to live on the edge, like how, how many drinks I can take before I get drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or how far can I go and not smash? You know, maybe, maybe a little, 
little kiss here. A little texting. A little, a little, little, sexy. <laughs> a little sexy. They always want to live on the edge and say, to, oh, I'm not going to do that. But when it came, because you notice that this just came out of the blue. It felt like, yo, yo, shorty saw him and like would say, yo, come lie with me. So now if you're faced with temptation, if it's not already predetermined in your heart that you're going to say no, you're going to fall in. You go like, I didn't know how it happened. Yet you, Dude, it was one o'clock in the morning and you was in the bar. Of course, that's how it happened. Mm, right. You know what I'm saying? So it has to be predetermined in your heart. <clears throat> and then the next thing that I really like, when he said that this is great wickedness, he called it for what it is. He didn't call it, oh, you know, friends with benefits. <laughs> he didn't call it, you know, <laughs> you know, no strings attached. Yep. You know, this is just a smash and An entanglement. <laughs> right, an entanglement. He called it for what it is. Right. Great sin. Adultery is great wickedness. Great sin. So let's, let's look at Potiphar's wife. Right, um, Joseph was uh, Potiphar's slave. Mm-hmm. All right, she was Potiphar's wife, so technically she's your master also. Mm. So now we're seeing a woman in a po- position of power abusing her position. Mm-hmm. Right, and we're seeing a woman that um, is a slave to her lust wanting to sleep with a slave mm-hmm. right is is this is this a a, a me too situation happening right <laughs> he should have it ain't me he didn't we didn't get to me too yet <laughs> she, she <laughs> tried to yeah, me too him get, right right but we didn't get we, to we, we didn't get, get to it yet <laughs> but, but are we seeing like a like it's the look, beginning look it. it's the yeah. introduction to yeah. yeah it's definitely the introduction to a me too situation. power right you have power and this is a woman and and i know you know but I, no, I know that the narrative is is usually this is I look at this more as like from what we've read so far is more again abuse of power, you know. And, and you so is there a gender to that? No, not no. at all. Because we're, they're showing you that it was the woman that was in power, and it was the man who was you know. But you would think that subordinate. You would think that is just this happened to to guys all the time. Right. This is more of a sexual harassment situation that's how i look yeah. at it because that's what we that's what we've read so far no, she's well, she's well, pressing up yeah. like we didn't get to the me too part yet the, yeah, right, this is right. more yeah. of a sexual like let's say you're at the workplace and then you have a female boss and she's on you she's on you she's on you she's on you no and no but that's the same thing right you're using your power you're you're harassing right me too is, is so so the the narrative right in 2017 we had all these stories right coming out where it's like these men um, just in the workplace, just abusing these women, just right, abusing right, these women. Right, right. So now, when you when you think of that movement, it's the victims are always women. Right. But when I started reading this, and I and some of the words that were being being um, used, and I was looking at it, I was like, yo, this is a woman in power. Like, yo, this thing has nothing to do with gender. No, right. of course it not. has to do no, with sin. At the core of the it is sin. Yeah. Right. Right. And once you have the opportunity, once you're in the position, you could abuse it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So now we're seeing so the picture agree. of a woman. And then um, there's a word where it says, uh, we didn't get to it yet, but in yeah. verse 11, it says that she caught him by his garment. So now it's, it's where she cornered him. Right. She got aggressive. Right. She got aggressive. Mm-hmm. And that same word is kind of used when it's describing men that are overpowering women right. yeah. to assault them and rape. 
Right. But what was what did she use as her power to overpower him? What do you mean? What she used? It wasn't she. She couldn't manhandle him, mm-hmm. right? It was probably the, being in a position of being Potiphar's wife. I mean, she like planned it, having that position. She, no, she, it says it says that well, we she she um. Let's read. Let's read. Let's read. Eleven to what? Fifteen. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was inside that she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. Okay, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Okay. Because there's a part where she's using her words. Mm -hmm. She's being seductive. That's that's where her power is to try to convince this guy. Seduction and manipulation. Manipulation and seduction. So that's where the power, but what's interesting is the word that is used the same way where a man obviously is, is you're more physically stronger Mm -hmm. than a woman. You would catch a woman Mm -hmm. and do whatever. It's the same thing, but it's not physical. Now it's it's these words. So then it leads me to Proverbs 5. All right, so let's go to Proverbs chapter 5 where it says, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it says, My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding, that you may preserve discretion, and your lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lay hold of hell. Lest you ponder her path of life, her ways are unstable. You do not know them. Right? And then when you go in uh, chapter 7 again, it says, I'll just read the first five verses. It says, my son, keep my word and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live. And my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them to your fingers. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest kin, um, that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. So when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at how she's pressing them. She's constantly talking to them, right? She's probably saying things that are seductive Mm -hmm. to get you to sleep, because I can't hold you down right. and do what I want, right? Right. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm seducing you, right? And then we just read right. that this immoral woman, what it leads to, the path, right? right? The path mm. to hell. That was a strong one. Yeah, word. that's yeah. scary stuff right there. Huh? So now. But she did get aggressive because she grabbed his garment, you know? And I think that's yeah. what it got to. Go ahead, yeah. go. No, go ahead. Finish it with No, you. I think it got to, like, like you said, it started with that. It started with the come lie with me, come lie with me, come lie with me. And it got to a point where you'll be, she, she just got aggressive. You know, she, a demon jumped in her and she got <laughs> aggressive and she grabbed his garment. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it was a situation where, like you said, he could have easily, you know, wiggled his way out of it. But I, I don't think we read it. So we'll wait till, I'll wait till we read it. Yeah. And the thing is, um, the whole thing as well, like if you think in the progression of it, right. not only she seducing him, think about like this was over time. She's probably like, you know, most likely she's beautiful because, you know, Potiphar is probably a, you know, head and he probably, you know, beautiful woman, probably had all the nicest oils, smelled fresh. 
she probably was prancing around him constantly showing off like, oh, Joseph, look what I have on. Here's a little leg. You know, here's a little leg. Oh, check out this little cleavage. Check out this little belly button over time trying to weaken him. So here's my point. You know what I'm saying? Here's my point. Seducing him. Do we look at that the same way we would look at a man grabbing hold of a a woman? Never. Do we look at that the same way? No. Right? So if you want to put a word on it, rape. Right. And my question is, why not? Yeah, because... Women can rape men. Happens all the time. Because to me, reading this is rape. No, definitely. But it's not going to be the same way. Because right. her power is not going to be it in de- her strength. Her power is going to be in her words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her being seductive. That's right. Yeah. So now, when you look at society, when you look at movies, when you look at um, you know, music, when you look at culture as a whole, the seduction of women right. is what's used to lure men in lure men in oh definitely so why isn't it looked at as rape That's there was right. there was something i was glancing over on a, on the internet you know that it went viral this young um basketball kid got into the nba mm-hmm. and this this young woman who obviously was a professional um got pregnant by him mm-hmm. right and then she's on the internet just blasting him and just kind of speaking, I, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing what I got from the stories, but she's kind of um, like glorifying the whole situation. Like, yo, I made it. I'm getting a check, and this mm. guy got caught up, mm. young kid. And you know, there's there's pictures of her being in the games from college, mm. right? Knowing that you're gonna be a prospect, mm. and getting trapped, right? And then getting her pregnant, and now. She's just blasting you on the internet. Like, ladies, go get what you want. Yo, this is what we got to do. Bum, bum, bum. Like, right. like, it's empowering. But I'm like, how are we not looking at that as rape on the flip side? Uh, I think because when, when, when a man rapes a woman, it's brute force. And she basically doesn't have a choice. Because men are more you know, powerful because than you're women. Powerful but why aren't you looking at this no, as brute because force? I, because that dude is not brute force. It's, 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 a, it's an emotional type no, of it thing. it is brute force. What and I'm trying to say, it, it, the it, word that is used in the scriptures yeah, over here. is Oh, we're talking about here? Or yeah, I thought you were here. talking about in so general. I'm, I'm talking about, like no, no. Woman, I'm talking like, about like from the words of God, how God sees it. Right. God sees what she's doing as brute force. Yeah. But I believe it, it, it was. I believe I, it was. I, I mean, I see that, but I, I'm, I'm, we were talking about this professional. She played mind games with the dude, and he chose to do what he wanted to do. Here, I guess, yeah, I guess she grabbed him, and there was some force involved, but I don't, I don't think, think she, she grabbed him. No, no, him. I don't think she grabbed him and trying to overpower him. Right. She grabbed yeah. him like, yo, come, so, come, let's So how do are it. you saying it's brute force? The word that's used for what she told him, and when she... It's the mm-hmm. same, like, when you go into the... the the Hebrew, it's the same words that they use when it's a man violating a woman. Right. So my yeah. thing is, the Lord sees it the same way, because the power is different, right? And a man, the power is physical. I could grab you, hold you down. And a woman, just like we read in Proverbs 5, the power is in her words, in her, yeah. in her seducing, in, in her sexiness, yeah, and I mean, using that as a weapon to get you to come down to the pits of hell. Because now your life is ruined. Yeah, yeah, no, but I do yeah. believe she got aggressive here. I believe that because that's why it says it grabbed his, she grabbed, like, when he left, he left the garment. And I think that's why the Lord, I think that's why it's said here. Like, I do believe 
again, like she she used the seductive and you know she did so she did you all think, of that. You think it's aggressive to the point where she was trying to overpower him? Yeah, not overpower him, but get into the point of being aggressive with him. Like I mean, nothing else worked. So I agree with my right. Like I'm like tired. Was talking to him. I've been I've been I've been talking to you. You're not budging. I'm showing you cleavage. I'm showing you a little leg. You're not budging. She 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 made it. It was very clear after what happened here. Like, it probably started off with the seduction and all of that and come lie with me and blah, blah, boom. But over here, she was like, okay, g- enough games. I mean, she's Like, I'm she making it him. very clear here. And I think the only reason she did that, I think, is because she was in a position of power. I think that's very important to understand that. She's like, dog, you're, like, you, you kept saying it. You're a slave. So you think she was trying to rape him physically? No, like... I'm not trying to say she, she. Of course, she don't have the power to physically that's, rape so him. So that's my point. No, no, no. Like but, the point of her but, grabbing him. But I think she did get aggressive physically. Yeah, I think so. The that's point it. of her yeah. grabbing him is that's ultimately it. you. You see the thread of the story. He's losing his garment again. We already right. read about how he lost his garment. Yeah, yeah. And what that caused. Yeah. We're seeing it again. He's losing his garment again, and it's gonna happen. Right. Something but, else is gonna happen, right? Right. But it's I, not. Yeah. But but my whole point in the story is how do we view these powers? Yeah. Because no. in one way, the power of men is viewed in one way. Right. It's not the same for the power of yeah, women. Yeah, of I think course that's, not. I think of that's what not. I'm saying. See, and, of course and, not. And, I, and I totally agree with you because there's that double standard. And to God, yeah. there's one standard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And is that while, like you're saying, men use their uh, aggression and their physical brutality, while women use their seducing manipulation tactics. So I th- but God sees it, that's rape. Rape. You just yeah. raped him because yeah. you manipulated his mind and, and sold him a false bill of goods to bring him to hell. So how many dudes get raped? Regularly. Yeah, Tons. but I think that no, all the time. Especially, but we don't see it that way. Especially in positions of power. We don't see it that way. We don't see it that I way. I mean, it's not, I still, it's not promoted like that. Because the things promoted. that we just, yeah, we just jump and say, oh, the guy, oh, he was dumb. He had a decision. He could have, you know, which is true. But do you think it's because a majority of the times it's not like that? A like lot of the times it's like that. No, I'm saying a lot, but I'm saying a majority. A majority of the time, it is the man being the aggressor. I think, I think it's, it's you think equal. That? I think it's equal. But now, you, now don't you it, don't recognize I, I think, it. I think it's a majority. You don't think, recognize it. Yeah, we don't recognize it. Thinking about like back in the days, the unsaved, the unsaved days, I mean, going to the clubs, shorties always had the cleavage showing. What, why? They had the mini no, skirts. No, no, you know no, what I'm saying? No, no, that's, listen. That's listen, the same tactic. Listen, no, I do... Un- <laughs> I agree with the seductive, because when you read Proverbs, that's all Solomon constantly is warning him. I'm talking about a woman being in a position of power over a man and getting to the point of being aggressive and grabbing All the time. No, But the man is not going to report it, or the man is not going to feel like, yo, I I just got raped. No, that's what I'm saying. I agree, but that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think, I think the reason why the way you're saying it is like it's not being... I should say broadcasted more is because that's why I say, do you think it's because of the majority of the time it's the man against the woman? No. I'm not saying that it don't happen a lot, but I'm saying a majority of the time when it's a position of power, a man is in a position of power, he's being aggressive towards the he, woman. Do you think I, that's a majority of no, the time? No, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm no, I see that, what you're saying. And, that's okay. the, and, that, okay. and yeah. again, that's the only reason I'm saying that it's right. not. In society, okay. is not looked at that. It's not to say that it, it doesn't. Now, here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. When you look at it on the surface, yeah, the man being the aggressor looks worse. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? But 
Of when the women does. being yeah. the seductress, that's in everything. That's in commercials. Right. Car wash. <laughs> right, right. It's right. seduction. So right. now, yeah, right. that's normal. So in a situation where a, a woman yeah. is being seductive, yo, we're so used to that. But you're not used to a dude. You see a dude grab a woman aggressively. You'd be like, yo. Right. No, you can't see that because it's, it's so ugly. But my whole point is to God, like you said, the other side is just as ugly. No, but the, we see that in movies. Because we've been desensitized to You're it. Desensitized and that's, how, and that's to it. we don't I, see it as bad. I agree. I'm just saying as far as majority, I'm talking about this situation. I'm just talking about this situation specifically. The, you know, you with, a, with a person in position of power. Position of power. I think it happens all the time. Being, that's what I'm saying. I think a majority of the time it's the man. And that's the only reason. Not to say it don't why, happen a why, lot. Why would you say that? Huh? Why would you say the majority of the time is the man? I, I mean, because men are in power more. What? How? Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, we're talking about a man. Well, somebody power. in a position but, of power. But what? Like, what level of power? CEO? Does it have to be CEO? No, it doesn't no, have to be that. All right, no, there's no. A, a lot of women that's in position of power. Yeah, but yeah. getting to the—that's what I'm saying. This situation happening here. Do you think that's a majority? Listen, I'm not even looking at the position or the situation. That's the problem. So that's, I'm looking that's at that's exactly no, no. what I'm, this I'm, is. I'm looking at abuse and I'm looking at using your power, men, physical, aggressive, women using their power. It happens all the time. It has nothing to it's, it's sin. No, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. So now if we if we're talking about yo in a position of power, it looks that way because that's what's reported. That's right. We don't and you know and another we, time, yeah. let's say let's say if a dude get abused. He's not going to report it. I, I agree, but that's what I'm saying. Do you think right. it's the majority? Do you think that... I think it's equal. Okay. Yeah, you see, and, and, and like you're saying, the thing is that it's difficult, it's difficult to really... For you to say that, that's, that's saying that men fall to that sin more than women. How do, you, how do you gauge that? No, because, again, I think because majority of the time, men are in the positions of power. The, you, listen, she could be a supervisor, and he could be a subordinate under her. Yeah, it, she not, doesn't have to be a CEO. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that it has to be like that. Mm. I'm just saying that majority of the times the men are in a position of power. Majority of the time the men are aggressors. Like that's how men are because right. men are physical. Like when it comes to that, when it comes to the relationship, it's a it's more of a physical. It's you, more of a brute. I don't think like, you understand what I'm saying. Like, no, I do. You, you I know, understand totally. You know, what you're saying, part bro. of the reason why is where it could be very difficult to be object, objective about this is because. Um, for example, is like you see professors and students, right? Like men being taken get advantage of, it is underreported. And, and the things that, just like a simple example, you're in college and the woman is a professor, she has a student, the guy will like, the professor could be totally seductive, use him and he will look, take it as, yo, this is cool, you know, and be fine with it and not realize that he's just been raped. And, you know, so, so that's where we, it's very hard to be objective about it. But so the things that is, I you, think you can't I, use that situation. See, but that's the thing that we could see. That's why Mark is saying that it is equal. No, it's because it doesn't have to. Yeah, because of that sin. I'm not saying it it's is not equal, sin, but I'm just you saying know? you can't look at. That's why I'm saying this is a situation where Joseph is no. It ain't a situation where Joseph is like, yeah, I'm cool with it. It's a mm. situation where Joseph is like, no, get away from me. And he, to the point where he even ran. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying that these things don't happen, but right, right. majority of the times. Even like when the woman is in a position of power, I understand what you're saying. It's sin. She manipulated him. That's I understand that. But the majority of the time, the dude is cool with it. 
Yeah. But I'm saying in this situation, the Joseph dudes, is not cool with it. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's all I'm saying. I'm talking about this situation. No, no, situation but I'm not. I'm, listen, I'm not. You're going into the outcome, whether the person's cool with it. I'm talking about the situation itself. Yeah, okay, so I, when you say a majority yeah, of the time, yeah, that's like it it's like you're saying there's statistic that'll tell you that it happens this way more than other. I'm, I'm talking. I'm about not this looking here. at. I'm not looking at that. I'm just saying oh, okay. this happens all the time. Okay. But after yeah. reading this, it gave me a new perspective and understanding the other side. Right. Like yo, dog, this is rape. Nah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I'm saying to the point where you even watch some music videos, dog. Young men and women, you're getting raped. Great. With right. what you're seeing, right. the seduction and and raping, even how you view women, because that is being abused right. in everything we see. No, I see what you're saying. You, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I get it. Like if you if you really go into statistics, it is gonna go one way. But most dudes, because that's what you're used to seeing, that's what you understand. You get seduced. You'd be like, "Yo, that's cool." But when you get in Proverbs, it's talking about this stupid dude just walking and Shorty's looking at him, waiting for him, and then catches him. Yeah. And then he gets in trouble. Most of the time, the dude is just a brutish, you know, brickhead. <laughs> because the only reason I'm saying that, because what's alarming is like when you go into it, and, I, and for some reason I, w- I just started researching it, how many, um, because the majority of teachers are females. How many females... Female teachers be sleeping, sleeping with the male students. That's why I brought up that example. And when you how many go of into, them you don't even hear about? Yeah, and the crazy thing about it is like, yo, dog. When I went and did the research, it was like the numbers was alarming. Yeah, like how many like cases? Like if you just look, I think there was one certain year I looked into, the cases was just like it had to be at least 50, 60. And like you said, it was never reported. It's when the parents find out, they read the text. Like, yo, how you texting, <laughs> how you sexting the teacher? <laughs> and then it comes out, it ends up in the news. But imagine how many, yeah. you know, how many. No, no, you're right. Right. So now you got an older teacher. But the only reason. But the, then when we was in school. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, yo, teachers you had a crush on. Yeah. But it's still rape. Nah, you're right. But that's what I'm saying. A majority of these 14-year-old kids, they yeah. like, yo. Word. You know, Mrs. Johnson is on me. Okay, so now, I'm gonna take it down. So now, he, so, so the thing is, and that's the only reason I'm like with men. It's yeah, but h- how is that gonna affect the 14 year old? Oh, down yeah. the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna ruin the him. same effect it has on the young man and how he relates to women, how he's gonna relate to his his marriage, his yeah. future wife. Nah, it's is the same way a young woman. Will right. be affected right. as she get older. Definitely. Exactly. So now it's so now I'm starting to view it like your dog. Dudes get raped all the time. Oh yeah, right. Raped yeah. all the time because there's listen. It's gonna bear fruit and it's gonna the effect is is gonna be felt later on. So right. You know that's that was just my point and it was it was it was fascinating to me when you know I started reading about the words and the the seduction and that's the power. That's the power that women have. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and don't you know and, and that's a great point that you bring out. It's so um, and not realizing that them being raped, how that affected their marriage or their current relationship, right. because they didn't even realize that yo they they were seduced when they were 14, 15, yeah, 16, dude. 17, 18, and now they're in a relationship and they don't even really know how to respond in it or how to deal with their wife or you know their current fiance because It'll of be, these emotions and you know being 
when you got, you got caught by Miss Parker. You get messed up. Remember <laughs> <laughs> <Mother> Friday? <laughs> when Miss Parker was watering her lawn in the little tight shorts. Seduction. <laughs> there it up. Nah, and what happens when right. what happens when you see a little short and he give you a little compliment? Right. Look, it it affects dudes. Dudes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. We got emotions. We yeah, we want we want to be liked. <laughs> <laughs> we got feelings, All right, man. So let's uh, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, so. let's go up, man. Let's go eleven to what we read to. Nah, we thirteen. We, we did eleven. Yeah, thirteen. Thirteen to what? You could do thirteen to eighteen. And so it was when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside that she called to the men of her house and spoke to them saying. See, he has brought into us a Hebrew to mock us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And it happened when he heard that I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside. So, so now nah, this is me too. This is that. I think this is where you get to the point of me too, because now she just straight lied. Right. You know? Yeah. The situation is, that's not what happened. She was the aggressor. You know, he, he resisted her, but, you know, when it came time to the servants coming in and, um, you know, for her to tell her side of the story, it was a straight up and down lie. So she, she's a conniving, evil, deceiving woman, right? So now she, she wants to get false witnesses mm -hmm. to back up her story. Right, so when she she grabbed this guy, caught his garment, or maybe his garment was someplace, and she, you know, he left. Right, he he did the Second Timothy's two twenty two, flee, right, flee, <laughs> which flee. is what you have to do. Don't try to yeah. be Superman. You're in a situation like that. The only recourse is to flee from youthful lust, lust. Mm. now that's a and that's a great point you you see like because um when we learn about temptation right first thing you don't want to live on the edge uh and the next thing is there's three things for you to do right it's first you refuse it you resist it and then you run you know what i'm saying and just the idea of like first refusing that means you have to already be predetermined in your heart that you're not going to deal this wickedness you're going to resist it like you were saying like although she came on all these um, uh, attacks on him or keep, you know, pressing on him, he resisted. And usually, if you think about it, resistance, it's a resistance form of training. It makes you stronger. Like, you go to the gym, you do resistance, it makes you stronger, right? The more you resist, the stronger you get spiritually. If you give in, you're going to get weaker, all right? So that's the one thing that's going to make you stronger to be able to battle these temptations. And the next thing is, like you said, you run. You got to flee from the situation. So, yo, leave your Nikes, leave your Jordans. <laughs> Yo, leave that polo jacket. Nah, not leave the retros. The not the retro jays. Leave I'm the coming fitted. With the back for those. My, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The question is, so how y'all feel about the way she did, she spoke about her husband? Like she's when she, disloyal. Yeah, like when she was like, you know, this dude, you know, you know, he was like he brought him in here to make sport with us. And who's she talking to? She talking to the servants. So now she tries to align herself with the servants, the slaves. Right. right. Right, and then not only that, you 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 bring in uh, what is it, xenophobia? Right, right. Mm. You bring that in. You you align yourself with the other slaves, mm. right? like you, like you have something in common. You're you're the wife of the master, mm -hmm. but now you're like us. And then mm. you you isolate him by saying, "Yo, he being disloyal to your husband." Now you're talking bad to your husband 
to to the slaves. Mm. And you saying, yo, he brought in this Hebrew. Right. So now you're 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 um catering to discrimination. Right. You're catering uh, to oh, things that are, you know, culturally exact, unacceptable. Yeah. You're playing into that. You're playing into that. So now you want to build your case. Mm. You want right. to bring in these false false witnesses. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like you said, you was you was trying to be disloyal to your husband by sleeping with his slave. Right, definitely. And then in front of the slaves, mm -hmm. you're bashing your husband. Yeah, there was definitely something there between her and her husband. Because he was a eunuch. And that, I don't, that, 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 that makes it smash. I mean, that there could be All something these there, men, too. I don't, they knew what was popping in that house. You think she wasn't <laughs> smashing other dudes? Come on, man. They knew what was popping. So let's, let's, uh, let's, let's go Six, uh, 16 to the rest, or what? what we 19. Yeah, 19. So yeah. she kept his garment with her until his master came home. Then she spoke to him with words like these, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you brought to us came in to me to mock me. So it happened, as I lifted my voice and cried out, that he left his garment with me and fled outside. So it was when his master heard the words which his wife spoke to him, saying, Your servant did to me after this manner, that his anger was aroused. Stop right there. What do you what do you guys what do you guys think? You're already seeing that same characteristic we spoke about before. That seduction, that manipulation. Now here it comes. So now manipulation yeah. of her husband. Yeah. Mm. yeah this chick you know? is wicked, dog. She's she's and I see see her as, you know, like she was trying to wear Jacob out. Yeah, right. and Joseph. just like the enemy, I mean, yeah, Joseph. Yeah, just like the enemy. Yeah, just like the devil. Right. He's gonna continue to wear you out mm. until he drags you down to hell. Yeah, and it's this, and the scripture says the same thing: resist the devil, and he's gonna flee, flee from, from you. Mm -hmm. So it's just like the same thing where you was talking about the constant, the resistance. You know, like constantly yeah. practicing that. After a while, the devil he's gonna. And just a quick point on that, that resisting, like, I mean, just for my sake, um, I know this is a person, I, you know, not to be legalistic, it's like only about 80% of like entertainment I can act that can't be watched, you know, um, because I feel like you keep putting these things in your, uh, in your eyes or in your ears, you keep watching certain things, uh, it desensitizes you, okay. you know, if you're constantly seeing you know, you know, seductive women or half-dressed women, or you're seeing, watching, you know, people making out on TV, you know, all these things. Eventually, you start or getting... Or even social media. Social media, yeah, you, you know, or the certain music yeah. you're listening to, all it's talking about smashing and getting drunk. And, you know, that, that's going to weaken you, you know, to the point where it corrupts your, uh, it corrupts your morals. And when it comes to these temptations, you can't resist, right. you know. You can't fight it off because you've already been weakened. You haven't built up the strength and the stamina and having trust in the Lord to help you through these trials. Mm -hmm. but it's and that's, that's why you could tell that he was spending time with the Lord. Exactly. You know right. what I'm saying? Because if he wasn't, he would have been smashed. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But it's just like what um, Marcus brought out with Proverbs. You know, that's why Solomon was constantly saying that. Like, you know, keep the keep the the, the, the words that I'm saying to, mm. towards you because it's going to keep you away from that woman, you know? And it's even with David where he was like, you know, he... Um, I think he's like he hid the word of the Lord in his heart, so that he wouldn't. So it's it, it always goes back to the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you f I find myself going closer and closer to the world when I'm not in the word, right? You know, so but right. as as I, as I'm constantly in the word and in fellowship, 
being around like-minded people, right. you know, constantly talking to Christians and being around Christians, again, you're going to be built up so that when that temptation comes, you're going to, you know, you're going to have, like the scripture says, the armor of the Lord. That's right. Who, who do you think uh, Potiphar was mad at? It's, it's interesting. It says yeah, keep on right. reading. I think that let's let's read the rest. It says and that his that, anger now, was aroused. Now nah, let's keep stopped, on reading. It just stops right there. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's purposefully ambiguous. Yes. Nah. Let's keep on. Then reading. Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Right. So, okay. So that was a good point that you brought up. Do you, was this punishable by death? What? what yes. So yeah. do you think him being thrown into prison was Potiphar's way of like I know what kind of woman I'm married 100%. to. 100%. Yep. Yeah. And it was like I think it yeah, cuz I'm reading it I'm like this should have been punishable by death. You're a slave. Yeah. And you're trying to sleep with my wife. So yeah. I think the throwing into prison was grace. Was yes. like, you know, I'm I, I should say mercy. You know, in the situation where Potiphar was more like I know what kind of woman she is. Yeah. I, I'm not going to put you to death because I already know it's funny style, but I got to do something because I'm, in, I'm, a, I'm a man that's in a position of power and you got the other servants and slaves looking. So now she already, she already you know, did the campaign and got her witnesses. Right. So right. now he's coming in and now it's like, all right, what are you going to do? Right. He's looking at her like, I know you're a foot dragger. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, but I know your character. Mm -hmm. And this guy's been holding me down. Right. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to have to go back and worry about all these things I stopped worrying about. Mm -hmm. Right. Because mm -hmm. everything was under Joseph's care. And it's like, yo, now nah, you messed up. I know this guy. Yep. I know this guy is, is, is love, love his God. Yeah, and he wouldn't do something. And like that. everything that I have got blessed because of him. Mm. And he was like, I know you wanted to smash him. Well, you can't, you don't have the proof. You can't do it. Yeah. Like you said, and you already got, got all the witnesses. And she, she got the got. garment. And she got the garment. And she got the so garment. So she got the evidence. Yeah, she got the evidence. So he now what that's the problem. Yeah. So now, again, that was punishable by death, but then he ended up in jail. Right. right? Almost like a confined area where prisoners, uh, I don't know. It was... He w he went to jail basically, but yeah. that's messed up. Like, dog, how you lose your freedom twice? Because right. of me too. Unjustly, unjustly. Because right. of me too, B. <laughs> <laughs> but that w that's interesting. First, what, what you said. This bro. is the first me too situation. <laughs> it's interesting what you said about how you lose your freedom. I guess physically he did, but spiritually he's he, he's as free in Christ yeah. as anyone is. Of course. Mm -hmm. Where, yeah. Yeah. on contrast, his brothers who are free externally. They're, they're slaves to the guilt of what they did to him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just crazy that every time we, 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 got, we have it easy the way we're reading it and looking at it, but he was being elevated spiritually every time he was in those, those confined places where mm -hmm. us as humans would feel like, we're, like God has forgotten us. But, again, but God was with him and elevating right, him every was. time. Yeah. And it's just dope. Like if you find yourself in that predicament, 
where you're like, God is not with me. God is God is with you, and God is you getting you ready for something. Right. So, so I think it goes back to what I, you know, what I asked before. Um, can God use you if you're not, if like God? It says God was with Joseph, mm-hmm. right? And I believe Joseph was with God, mm-hmm. which allowed God to use him. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you going to be able to be used if you're not with God. Perfect example is Jacob. Mm. We see that God was with Jacob, but he had to go through a lot of hardships until he was with God so that God could use him. Whereas um, this guy, Joseph, everything that he went through was unjust. Like, it wasn't his fault. Like, he didn't do anything bad, but um, God was using the situation but every time he get into a situation you see him elevated Mm -hmm. and then something happened boom he's he gets humiliated Mm -hmm. right Right? he come with the dream he's elevated his brothers take him out throw him in the pit yeah he's in slave he's in potiphar's house he's elevated the wife come you get taken out now he's in jail right god is still with him and he's still with god right Mm -hmm. it happens again he gets elevated and then we got to read later on he gets taken out again. And all of this is preparation Mm -hmm. for what God needs to use him for. But all of that, all of the stuff he's going through is unjust. And he he didn't just elevate him to the same level every time. He elevated higher and higher and higher. And that's what God does to us. We don't see it, but he's elevating us to new new heights, man. And ultimately, it's, it's his word coming to pass, that dream. Right. Right. So now I'm preparing you for this dream. So now you're seeing him having to take steps in humility. That's why it goes back to the beginning when he was young, him having right. to experience humility. Right. Come, you're coming back down. Do you, but do you think that Joseph had like great administrative skills? Maybe that was yes. like one of his. Yes. I believe like reading this, you know, and I believe that was something that from since with his dad, I think that's why that's his dad started, gave him, yeah, yeah the, the coats of many colors yeah. and put him in charge. I think this was a man who had great administrative skills. Yeah. So when he went in, no, it's definitely clear that he was elevated because of the Lord. You know, it yeah. says it yeah, clear yeah, that yeah. the Lord was with him. Even at this part, it says the Lord, it says, on, um, and he was in prison, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love. You know, so it wasn't it was it wasn't just the presence of God, even at this point, because like you said, this is I think this is a point where he's probably at his lowest right here. Mm. You know, now he's in prison, but it was like, yo, the Lord loved him. The Lord's steadfast love was on him. Um, The Lord was with him. But I think Joseph had great administrative skills. Like, I think I think he that was something he possessed. So now this is a great point, right? If you're, you have skills and you have talents and the Lord is with you, how much more are you going to prosper? Is the Lord going to bless you? Mm-hmm. You, could, you could have talents and skills and not know right. the Lord. Right. But right. we're seeing this situation where this guy went from a slave to <laughs> the, the second in command to probably the known world at the time. Yeah. And it's just a, a quick point what Mike brought up. It made me go back and look when we first in- introduced to him, 
instead of him being a rat and telling on his brothers, right. you know what I mean? It made me be like, this dude just loved to dot his I's and cross his T's. Like, he was all about That's what he was the doing. business, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, it makes me think, like, maybe he wasn't, you know, just ratting on his brothers in a way where he wanted to get them into yeah. trouble. He was just all about, you know, no, I, I believe, I, no yeah. I, I believe that, but I believe there was a certain maturity he had to learn. I yeah, think that's why to. the Lord... You know, the Lord did this. I think there was a, because I think because of the administrative skills, that's why he probably, you know, when he was younger was a bit arrogant and that, and that's how it is. You know, when you, you be humble. Yeah. When you, when you, when the Lord bless you with a talent, like it, you could be, you know, whatever, whatever it is, dog, you got to learn how to use that, you know? And even if, if that talent is like exceedingly great, Bro, mm-hmm. you're going to get, it's going to build arrogance. You got to go through those things. So I think the Lord definitely, it was a man who had administrative sk- yeah. skills, like great administrative skills, but he had yeah. to learn. Yeah. You know, he had to learn it. No, I totally agree with you because, I mean, um, at every stage, uh, you have to go through some form of preparation, yeah. you know? So he had those, those skills, but you wasn't ready uh, when you were 17, you know, you have to right. go. You have to go through more training, more preparation. We have to develop your character, character even right. more. That's the word. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So the only way you could develop your character is through suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to go through the school of hard knocks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you have to? You have to nah, go I believe you have through to. that. I don't believe you. You know have what to. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and you know, in fact, just. Um, <laughs> so you think you have to? That's why I said I don't believe you, you have to. I think you have to. No, nah, I think so. De- you gotta be broken. Love's gonna um, break you multiple times. Hold on, nah. let me see. Let me see if I, I could. <laughs> there goes that half to work. Yo, B, you know how how many things in life I sat there and watched people do, and I was like, Yo, Wis- that, that's just a bad decision. <laughs> so, so you don't you don't think wisdom and blessing could come? Yeah, by submitting to the Lord and listening and heeding. Oh yeah, yeah. but yes. that's but that's yes. not the you you're trying and to that tell me that you guys. Of course you yes. can, but you're All telling me right. that yeah, that's so you don't have to go to. Do yes, you do. No, you don't. There's certain things in your life that you, you have you to just, be broken. You just said two things. No, I'm, I'm saying I agree with that's one method, but you're telling me that your life is you've never been in a place where the Lord had to break you and humble you. Of course, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, do you have to? Is that the only way to build character? Is that it's the not only, the only okay, way? So, so that's, no, what we're that's what we're saying. But what I'm saying is, it's not you. God uses multiple methods in people, I think. Yeah. yeah. But you okay. don't have to don't go through the school to. of hard knocks. Nah, I believe you do. <laughs> See. This guy's... <laughs> Yo, wait, wait. You're not understanding what I'm saying. I, I said that God... Yes, God does that. But he also has to break you. In, All right. In, in, check check yeah, this out. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to like, read the scripture. Yeah, read the scripture. Right. Hebrews 12, 9. He says, yeah, Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be um, joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. See, so it's like. Yo, that that holiness that God requires from <laughs> like us. This guy, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, that holiness God requires from it has to, it has to come from somewhere. He has to go through some form yes, of sir. suffering. Yep. He brings you to that point. Because if if it's not so, right, why would he said in, in Philippians three, he goes, and be found in him, 
not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed mm. to his death. Your Paul yep. said, I seek that so I could be reach that holiness that my Lord and Savior had. Amen. You know what I'm saying? He says, this is my fellowship in that suffering. I think it's in that valley that he creates greater character and greater holiness. Amen. As opposed, you're just uh, learning vicariously where it's not deeply rooted. Nah, I agree with you, bro. So, you, I so, think, so you're I think, saying, so let me give you a practical example. Chastening. It's correction. Yeah. When Phoebe does something, you correct her, you chase her. Yeah. He exhorts her. Would you correct her or chasten her if she didn't do anything wrong? No. How about if she never did anything wrong? Oh, come on. <laughs> Wait a second. How no, that's you, totally. How are you <laughs> no, making I'm not. these? Yes. Okay. So the thing is, like, we're reading about the nation of Israel. We understand okay. that they were rebellious. They were disobedient. Yeah. So if you're disobedient, then you're going to get chased. And in that chastening, okay. that's when you're going to grow. Okay. So, so my point is, is that the only way? Or if you're dealing with obedience, if you're okay. able to, like, if, if a child is growing up, you don't do this. Don't run across the street. I'm not going to run across the street. Or right. don't do it. And they grow in wisdom and no. character based on how you're supposed to do it by listening, by learning, by no, growing I, in the grace I, of God. That's what I, I'm saying. No, no. I, I agree with you. But the thing is that suffering is inevitable. That's what I'm saying. Why it's you say that? inevitable. Why? Because we live in a fallen world. No, I understand that. You know what I'm saying? So no matter up, what, because you know what's going to happen? You know, we can't see viruses or bacteria. You're going to get sick. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you're parents, saying all suffering. All, so you're saying all suffering leads to character development. It depends how you take it. Some right. people right. try to get out of suffering mm -hmm. and do everything to avoid suffering. But it is, yo, what am I going to learn in the suffering? And you can develop your character in the suffering. Okay, you know what I'm saying, so, and not just dismiss it. So now, um, I think the, the the verse you read in Hebrew is that. Yeah. The Lord's chastening, which is the Lord directly dealing with his children. Mm -hmm. Or are you saying environmentals? Because we live in a sinful world, right. things happen. Yes. It might not be the Lord. And that's what I'm saying. So, so yeah, yeah. With the Hebrews, that was, that's the, the chastening of God. But being in a fallen world, that suffering is going to come inevitably without the chastening of God. Yeah, I you think chastening what, means you know from what I'm God. Saying? Okay, tribulations so, could be just so right, for okay. So if yeah. God is chastening you, it's for a purpose, right? Right, because He knows exactly what He's doing it for. Yes. If it's the world, yes, what's it's also the for a purpose. What is it? Because it's not from God. So, it's, but but the, the things that the Lord still, uses it's, all, it's yeah, it's still going to be used, right? Like He said in Romans yeah. eight, you know, <laughs> He's going to use it all for so, the greater good. So yep. again. Do you have to go, right? Let's say you're, you're obedient. You're an mm -hmm. obedient child that don't need chastening because you're able to listen yeah. and be obedient. Can you grow in character and wisdom? Of course, yes. yes. That's not yes. the point. So you guys agree. But the point, yes. no. But we're saying <laughs> we you don't ever get to that straight <laughs> obedience without that suffering. That's what I'm saying. There's Yo, no man. Christian that does. Suffering's going to come. All right, so, um, you know, Joseph... Is exemplifies Psalm one when mm. you talk about the blessed is the man. Yeah, let me see if I can read it real quick. He he's like <clears throat> he's like the model for that of Psalms one. 
Yeah. You feel me? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. That's what mm. we're seeing in the life of Joseph. Yeah. Dude, dude was just prospering because he of his relationship with God that he maintained, and God was with him, and God was just blessing him. Yep. And because God was doing that, he ended up blessing Potiphar. Right? And then we got to read how the prison warden, was, which was right under Potiphar, he ended up blessing him too. Mm. Right? So, you know, and, and I look at that. Listen, we could, we could be the same, right? If, if we maintain that relationship, if we stay close to God, if we, um, if we uh, what's, what's that John chapter 15 reference I'm looking for? If we abide, abide, if we abide, you know, Lord is going to bless us, mm -hmm. right? We're going to be like trees planted by the water. We know how important water is to trees, that nourishment and your leaves, right? You get that, that picture of just being fruitful, just being prosperous, right? And when we say prosperous, we're not talking about monetary. We're not talking about money. Right. We're just talking about joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, Kindness. Kindness. You know, being a blessing to other people. So, And also, this, your situation don't mean, you know, that the Lord ain't with you. Right. Like, that. I think that's the main thing because this was a guy who constantly, like you said, he went through these highs and these lows. But it was, the, the word made it, you know, the, I mean, the word was very specific that the Lord was with him, even in those low moments. And I think... This moment here, he can't get any lower. Like, now you're in prison. You know, you just came from um, Potiphar's house. You just got me too'd. You lost everything, you know? And he's at a very low point, you know? And But, you know, the it, it, like, the, the crazy thing about it, at the, the last time it said it, it says, and the Lord's steadfast love. Like, I just read that again just now. And I was like, you know, like you said, this is a guy who maintained a relationship with God, but God loved this man. And he was at his lowest point. You know, everything wasn't all peaches and cream. Everything wasn't all roses. Can I ask you a question? Because obviously we know the Lord was with him. So that verse where, you know, it says he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you think that that also includes when you're living in sin? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have a dude like Samson. Like when we get to him, yeah. he's a perfect example of. A rebellious cat and the Lord I don't is constantly. Think, yeah, I yeah. don't think the Lord ever leaves you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, I just want to make sure because some, peop some people feel right. when you're living in sin as a Christian that he's not there. That's how you got to feel. You know what I mean? Right. And the word says there's no condemnation, right, uh, for those who are in Christ. And, and that, that verse, I will never leave you. You know, so I think if you're convicted, that's, 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 that's the spirit. Yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right. Like, but he's still showing you that steadfast love, right, that right. He, he's always there. And I just mm. want to get that out there. Like, you might be in a place where 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 you you're not living 100% how you should, but God want God is still there for you. He still loves you. That steadfast love, just because you're not where you think you are spiritually, He's there, man. And come back home. And Jesus says, "If you yeah. love me, keep my commandments." So if you're disobeying God and you're living in sin, you're not showing Jesus love. Right. Yeah. That doesn't change His affection towards, towards you. you. Yeah, right. exactly. 
but it's obvious your affection towards him right. is, is not uh, reciprocal. Right. right. And obviously, if you're doing that, then the communication, any relationship, the communication is going to get thicker and mm. you're going to feel a certain way. But uh, God, God, his his position it's a relationship be is not it's a relationship. It's not works. How do you treat sure. relationships? It's not works based. All right. So, um, yeah, let's let's close it out in prayer. Jesus, we love you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 Amen.